My name is Jason Samard, and I am the founder of Sims Coaching Systems. I'm here with my co-founder, Joe Moretti, and we're here on the Seven Figure Real Estate Podcast, the podcast you didn't know you even needed. Everyone, get your notepads out. Let's go. We're going to bring you value week over week, and we're actually going to be a lot of fun, and we hope to make you laugh out loud. Subscribe to our channel. Check the content out. If you're looking to take this to a whole nother level, we got you covered. Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in. Joe Moretti on his week off. Thanks for coming in to do our show. Listen. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to say, wouldn't miss it for the world. This is is like the highlight of my week when we get to hang out and uh, drop some value. This is actually, this is going to be a fun episode, but like, Okay, you're rattled. You haven't told me yet. You came in a little bit rattled. What happened this morning? Let's hear uh, it. It's, it's, I'm not so much rattled, but I just came back from the most middle-class place anybody can go on the planet. Costco. <laughs> yeah. Costco. Okay, yeah. Right. And you can always tell the brokies at Costco because there's three or four families all chipping in on that card and they subtotal every order. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, yeah. Uh, subtotal this, subtotal that. So the funny thing is I used to work at Costco. I was at Costco. I made it about, I think, two and a half, maybe three months out of like a four-month seasonal stint. Why'd you get fired? Uh, we're not going to get into why I got fired. Uh, it's w- a pretty good story. Well, it, it, inappropriate activity in, in, a, in a first aid room at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> he was like uh, early 20s. Uh, yeah, I was like late teens. I was like, ni- yeah, 19, 20, maybe. So we're, Wait, we're, hold on. Yeah. You were 19 years old, working at Costco. Yeah, which your first adult which jobs. was which was uh, yeah, I had adult jobs before. I worked at Taco Time for 24 hours, so that was an adult job. Wash cars at a car lot. That experience at Taco Time, yeah, wasn't that partly the reason why you it, got let go? Uh, no, no, it had nothing to do with Taco uh, Time. Taco are you Time, sure? Taco Time was its own entity. Uh, and again, shout out to anybody at Taco Time. Yeah, yeah, uh, all love, all love, all love. But I quit. But Costco, I did get axed and I got marked for, uh, not for rehire as well due to some inappropriate activity in a first aid room. So we're at Costco today. Like this is... this is. By the way, he was 19 years old and I just want people to know that it was night. It was a consensual encounter with a lovely young lady who also worked at Costco. Well, there is one piece of that story that I think could be uh, inaccurate and that was the word young lady. I, I, I don't believe she was a young lady. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she, so you she took was a, down a cougar. She was a mature lover, uh, but she was gentle. Okay. So, so, so here. I love this, guys. <laughs> this is awesome. You guys are hearing this stuff. This is what I told you. You don't know what you're going to get on the Joe Schmo you show. You have no clue. Okay. So, you're, okay. you're sitting there in Costco with a bunch so, of brokies. Brokies, right? And so we're, we're just laughing about it. So my wife, Jennifer, and I, were, um, we're on vacation this week. Shout out Mrs. Moretti. Yeah, she's, she's actually hanging out, watch, watching this in action. Poor her. So, um, so yeah, so we're, we're walking out. We're sort of laughing about Costco. And she says to me, Joe, do you think I could drop your name? And do you think they'd still remember you? Oh. And I went, no. Like, this is 1999, man. Like, like 23 this is, years ago? This is 23 years ago. And I went, no, 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 they're not going to. Was that the Costco? That was the Costco. That's the here, Costco. In, yeah, oh, here, man, this Costco. I so I, um, and so, uh, does this that your headphones just like cranked with volume or is it just me? There we go. There we go. We're good. We're good. Okay. So, uh, so I'm walking out. Jen's like, I'm going to, I'm going to drop your name. I bet they'll still know you. And I'm like, nah, it's been like 20 some odd years. Not a chance. Not a chance. So we get to the front and I've got like, I'm, I got my, I'm rocking a, the Yankee hat today, the flat brim. And I got like a hoodie on and I got like a denim jacket. And I, I look like I'm going to rob the place. We get up to the front and I look up 
not a word of lie, the guy goes, hey, you. He's like, man, I haven't seen you in like 20 years. And I just look at Jen and I'm like, I'm a fucking icon in this place. Who else has been fired for that act? Well, I'm sure it's happened before. But they used to call me. They used to call me Smiling Joe because I was always happy. Well, clearly you can you know you yeah. now know why. But uh, yeah, still knew me twenty some odd years later. Did she get fired too? No, she didn't. She didn't get fired, but you did. Wow, interesting. Yeah. That's a bit of a double standard. That is a. It is. It is. I, I believe she held the position of authority. So wow. So she took advantage of you as a young nineteen-year-old male, and then got you fired. Well, I'm not here to have some kind of philosophical or political debate as to what the agenda was, but I feel like I, I, I also ruffled some feathers there. I did some, some stuff I probably shouldn't. I'm nothing illegal, no stealing, no nothing like that, but just you goofing around. Like right. you working there, I ended up being really, really great friends with all the people that I worked there. Like what an amazing crew to work with. You just could go, you goof around. Sure. Like there's, there's guys like sleeping in the bathroom because you're working at like four in the morning, you'd be out drinking all night. Like it was a great place to work. Insane camaraderie. Sounds like a great place to work. It was, man. It was a lot like what we do now. Getting paid. To, <laughs> getting paid to have a little bit of fun. I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, the fun, the, the fun had to stop. And, uh, you know, then I, um, yeah, onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Well, yeah. on that news, let's let's talk, let's transition this a little bit. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about something that's really, really important in real estate, and that's counterbalance. Mm. First off, I want to dispel the first myth, which is balance is a real thing, because it's not. There's no such thing as balance. There's something called counterbalance, right? And I think realtors, you guys need to really understand what I mean by when I say this. You have to go and be all into whatever it is that you're doing. And so one of the main things that I've always coached, um, especially myself in the last few years, is prioritize the things that are most important to you. So Mm -hmm. for example, I always tell people, start with your fitness, right? So prioritize quality time where you're taking care of yourself, whether it be yoga, weight training, going for a run, hiking, whatever it is, but make sure that you're looking after your temple. That's number one. Number two, make sure that you're nourishing your relationships, right? If you're married or in a relationship, you should actually be planning a date night every single week, mm-hmm. right? That's something that you and, and your wife, Jen, make sure you prioritize each other every single week. And, I, and I, I think you have to, right? Like you really need to take the time to elevate those that elevate you and just show us that, that level of gratitude. Like just give that piece of yourself, which is, which is time. And I'd encourage anybody who's never read um, the I would mess up the name of the book. Is it the Love Languages. Languages of Love. Five Love Languages. Five Love Languages. You know, find out who your support, your support system. Like, actually adjust yourself. Learn about them. You know, is it is, is it a small gift or like a small token? Is it words? Is it thoughts? Is it time? What is it that's important to them and adjust? And I think that's one of the things that sort of like, that keeps my marriage going is that, you know, I adjust to what my, my wife needs. I love that. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm a solitary creature. But she is not. So for me, like I need to adjust and kind of go, okay, like I got to I gotta do something nice right here, right now. So I, I, I push. And she's sitting here laughing at me too, which makes this even worse. Um, I think that's so important, man. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Relationship well, piece. Well, here's something else, right? Fellas, I'm, I'm going to speak from a male perspective right now. Plan a date in the middle of the week, Wednesday, Thursday. Give her something to look forward to. And don't give her like a bunch of choices. Say, Honey, I need you to dress up. I need you to be ready. I've got the kids taken care of or this is dealt with. Put on your cutest little dress, whatever you want, but I'm taking you out from six o'clock to eight o'clock. We have dinner reservation somewhere and I'm not telling you where. Women love that. 
right? Just the thought that you planned something out, you made her a priority, and you planned something. They love that, and that will go a long way. Now, here's the secret, fellas, for you realtors listening. You're going to have somebody take all of your calls while you're there. You're going to actually turn your phone off. You're going to forward the calls, and you're going to go like 1980s style here. You're going to be completely disconnected and in the moment. Your counterbalance is this. You are going to be absolutely obsessed and into the moment of the person you're with, which is your wife in this case or your girlfriend or whatever, okay? But you need to give that person your full undivided attention. What's going to happen is your level of conversation will improve dramatically because you guys are in the moment and you're not distracted. You're going to connect on a level where you're like, wow, I really fucking love this person. Like this, like, wow, hi. It's like so nice to spend time with you, not distracted because anybody that's in real estate knows how distracted we are all the time on our phones, doing business. Just having that couple hours in the middle of the week will go so far, guys. So please start dating your spouse again, okay? Yeah, what, what, what a great thing. And again, I think there's a lot of badass um, women entrepreneurs who are in this industry as well. And I think that goes both ways, whether you're a man in real estate or, or, or a woman in real estate, you know, just really apply that counterbalance. And let's just take a second and define exactly what counterbalance is for all you people that are writing this down at home. For me, when I think of counterbalance, maybe you can weigh in as well. I think of, we, we had this slogan that we used to always say, all gas, no brakes. Right? So when I think of counterbalance, I think of putting myself in one direction, all gas, no brakes. And in this case, uh, a break could be you know, looking at social media. It could be just being distracted by something external. It could be trying to write a deal, trying to put a tough, tough deal together, dealing with an offer. Those are all breaks that could stop that momentum. So just being focused, being in the now. Take producer Ryan. Ryan, he, he, Ryan producer Ryan is an amazing example. He is all gas, no brakes hunting. Now, one day I hope he finds the counterbalance and, and, and applies that to coaching. But right now, he's all about the hunting. Yeah, totally. Right? I admire that. I, I really do. Yeah. Every minute that he has outside of his family and the little bit of work that yeah. he does for us, he's out hunting. He's out hunting. Hunting for what? We don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's out there catching whatever. Who knows I don't know. What? A cold probably because he's like... Hopefully not herpes. Cold. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Anyways, how Ash is going to hey, hear this and be like, oh my God. How, were, how was the uh, Costco hot dog today? Did you get no, one? No, no, I, I didn't. We're having hot dogs for dinner. Uh, I made chili the other night. I actually made a mole chili, which I've never made before. So it's a chili with unsweetened cocoa powder. Oh, I never made it. It was. So we're, it we're having, good? Yeah, it was really good. I, I was told that it was the best one I've made so far. It's the first one you've made? The first one I've made, but I make chili in this, in the, I, every few weeks okay. in, the, in the fall. So... Yeah, we had mole chili, and then today for dinner, we're having chili dogs. Nice. Yeah, kids love that stuff. Hey, listen, um, going back to counterbalance yeah, and, and work-life balance. So here's the thing that I always love people to kind of focus on. Number one is do all your heavy lifting and your highest mm. willpower stuff before noon every day. So my, my day looks like this. 6.30, I'm in the gym. I get a hard workout in. 7.30, basically get myself cleaned up in the office, ready to go at eight o'clock. I got a shower here and I can get myself freshened up and I'm ready to go. And I take my first appointment at 8 a.m. Then basically I've got appointments right up until 11. And then from 11 to 12, I usually kind of have like some free time where I can do my content. I can do my follow-ups. And then noon, I take half an hour where I'm having my lunch. And I, that's my time to like be all in, in what I'm doing. We've got a putting green in the back in the office. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to go out and hit some chips and just kind of get myself centered again. And then I'm back at it at one o'clock. I'm going hard. And then I'm going to end my day, wrap it up around 4.30. Then I'm home for dinner. I've actually built the dinner with my family into my schedule. 
And I would encourage you guys to do the same thing. Treat dinner with your family the same way you would a listing appointment. Mm -hmm. You'd never miss it. You'd always be there unless you're absolutely sick, but you're not rescheduling that and listing guess appointment. What? Would you answer? Would you answer your phone at a listing appointment? You wouldn't answer your phone. Would you be checking Facebook? No. Emails? No. Done. So, guys, when you're having dinner with your family, put your phone away. Literally, leave it in another room and just sit there and make sure your whole family sits at the table with you and you guys have a meal. Even if it's just thirty minutes of interaction, how was your day? Tell me about the highlights. Getting some mm -hmm. laughs. Practice this. Build it into your schedule. I promise you, you're still going to close as much business as you would not blocking it in. But what's going to happen is you're going to become a more whole person. You're going to be able to keep relationships. You're going to learn the art of being able to counterbalance, which means I can be all in one minute in my family. And then the next thing I'm, I've got half an hour blocked for getting back to somebody. I've got that and I'm all in, you know, schedule everything. If it's not in your calendar, it never happened. Remember that that's a big, big, big one, right? Yeah. I love that. And you know, it's, it's funny, like for a long time before we had this beautiful office space, we were working from home. And one thing I found when it came to counterbalance was creating rituals, sign-ons and sign-offs. And people are like, what the hell is that? So I've talked to, I can't tell you how many like coaching students, like expansion partners, business partners, everybody about this one very, very fundamental piece. In the morning, I would get up and of course working from home, which I think most agents are working from home as well. What I would do is I, I, I collect baseball cards. I would go into my cabinet of however, however many millions of cards I have, and I would pull one random card from my collection. I'd look at the photograph on the front, maybe memorize a statistic, maybe look up a quote from that player, and it would go on a stand. That would signify almost me turning the open sign on. So I would always make sure that I would really never check my phone prior to that card coming out. The card can come out early, but either way, that's when my day starts. And that is where I stopped like looking at my phone in bed, where I stopped giving a shit about my email at four in the morning, two in the morning, six in the morning. I had better things to deal with. And here's the twist is at the end of the day, on my last text, my last email, I then take the card and I put it away. Once that card has been put away, Joe's closed like that. That's it. Like something pretty detrimental would have to happen for me to really re-engage because that's my time to find that counterbalance and put my work down and step into again dad mode husband mode friend mode exercise mode cooking dinner mode whatever mode it is but during that span from when that card goes up until the card goes down there's a good chance like if if jennifer tried to call or text i, I probably wouldn't answer mm -hmm. just because i'm just i'm next 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 because I give it everything I can. I embrace that counterbalance. And it has been absolutely amazing for my relationship. Now, I will say, I screw up from time to time. Do you know when I screwed up? When's that? Monday, Tuesday, and today. Mm. Right? Today, I will say that I have just, like, shit the bed in counterbalance. Uh, and I have basically gone, like, half a day Monday dealing with stuff. Chunk of the day Tuesday. And then back in Wednesday. So I'm actually finding right now that like, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to recalibrate and it's never going to be perfect. That's okay. Yeah. But the it's thing totally is, it's totally okay. It's about windows of time, yeah. right? Like Jen's under, understands that you run like a big company and there's a lot of stress mm -hmm. on your shoulders. So she's going to be understanding that there's oh, going to sure. be moments that you need to put into what you're doing. As long as she knows that there's time scheduled and booked for her where you're all in. And as long as she never feels like she's secondary to what you've got going on and that she's a priority, she's going to be understanding. I think yeah. your spouses 
need to be your biggest advocates. My wife is a, is an amazing rock. She's like she's like, hey, if you need to work, you need to work late. You need to do what you got to do. I got the home front on lockdown. That gives me a tremendous amount of confidence. But she also knows that she's a priority. On weekends, my weekends are dedicated to my family, so I'm going to be involved in all their activities. She knows that if she needs me, because she's in school right now, she's going back to to school because for something she's really passionate about. Um, so on Thursdays, I pick up the kids early. And I take care of the kids right into the evening because she's in class till like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Um, and so we support each other, but we build time in for each other as well. And I think that's improved our marriage a mm-hmm. great deal. And so most of you, the reason why your marriages are falling apart is because you're not prioritizing them. You are not prioritizing your health. If you're not feeling good about yourself, you're not going to be the best version of yourself to your spouse. And this is something that five months ago really clicked for me. You know, I had to make some changes to get myself in a place where I loved the way that I felt, which allowed me to be a better husband, which improved intimacy and things like that that are important in a relationship. Yeah. And I think vocalizing it, right? Being able to talk about it, like talk about what you do in a day, let somebody else understand. But when all they see is your face in a phone, like they just, they don't know what's going on. Right. They don't know what you're working on. So I think having an you know open communication, I think is absolutely key. Because so many times, like, again, like, I could look over and, you know, Jen could be on her phone and I'm like, well, obviously my time's not important, but she's actually, you know, maybe doing something or ordering dinner or, boom, smacking the microphone or doing, like, a, a thing. So, again, I think that setting that clear, the, the clear expectation, setting those clear standards as to, you know, and, and, and just communicating it. You know, here's the time of the day that I'm going to be totally engaged, switched on, and here's the time of the day where I'm not. And that during that, that during that time, that this is where we can do all the fun things that we like to do. So I think communication is is clutch, man. I I really do. One one other thing, a last tip here that I'm going to give you guys with this whole counterbalance idea is do activities that you really enjoy. Put yourself out there in situations where you're going to meet new people. Oh, that's a good one. One of the funnest things that I do once a week is Tuesday dodgeball from six o'clock to seven o'clock or seven to eight depends. It alternates every week. There's a full hour dedicated to me going to battle with people that I really care about. We're playing dodgeball against fierce competition and my phone is away. I leave it in the truck. I'm not even looking at it and I'm fully present in the moment. I'm getting physical activity. I'm bonding with people that I care about. We're meeting people after the game and it's just like so exhilarating to put myself in a situation where I get to have that competitive juice flowing. I get to be around people that I care about and we're creating experiences. And what's happened is we've done business together, right? So these people that we're building memories with, they're our clients. They're people that we have now done business with. Mm -hmm. So if you're not out there doing things like that, I encourage you to. If you're one of those people like, oh, I don't want to cut into my work. Well, believe it or not, if you focus on things that you're passionate about, you're going to meet people. You're going to meet new clients and have opportunities. And we're not there with that intention. It just has organically happened. I agree. I agree. And what a, what, what, what a great piece. I think that, um, you know, again, I have sort of two teenagers. I've got a, I'm heavily involved in everything that goes on sort of in my house. I love cooking and all that kind of stuff and hanging out with my, with my family. But one thing I've prioritized is my time in the community. So a couple of things that I do, because a lot of people are like, well, I, I don't know where to start. Well, I, I don't want to join a sports team. Because that's usually the natural thing people go to is, well, I'll, I'll, I'll join a baseball team. But some people may not be as athletic or might not want to put themselves out there. So here's some of the things that I do. So I have a major passion for motorcycle riding. So I dry, joined a, like a motorcycle, like a rider's club. Joe's a hell's It's a, a fuck, not a fucking gang. Everybody's gearing Joe's a gang. Joe's part of a gang. I'm not in a, it's a good boys gang. We all ride chopped out, blacked yeah, out Harleys. It's a bunch but, of nerdy dads that collect baseball cards riding Harleys It's together. like It's like that movie Wild Hogs, I think, except yeah. we're all on like <laughs> club style bikes. So I, I'm part of a motorcycle riders club. 
Um, and then one thing I sort of stepped away from that we want to get back into is I was a member of the Cavallotti Lodge, the Italian Heritage Society here in town. I'm a member of a Freemasons Lodge. So I go to Masons two, three, two, three days a month, right? Get to hang out at the old boys club and just sit around and again, meet people and hang out with people that I wouldn't normally hang out with. I was on an indoor baseball team last year, right? So again, major, major passion with baseball. So I did that. And then every year I learn a new skill. So about, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, learned how to ride a motorcycle. Never, never did it. Never did. So I learned how to ride a bike, learned how to trap shoot about three years, three, four years ago. So I used to go to the fishing game club with my, uh, my homie, Jamie Martini, and we would shoot traps, which was brilliant. Two years ago, took a cheese making class. So I learned how to make mozzarella, bocconcini, burrata, and, uh, did I already say mozzarella? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I learned how to make you it learned twice. You how to make cheese. It's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, so I learned, I learned how to make cheese. Then this year I took dance lessons. What kind of what kind of dance did you learn? That's beside the point. So I took dance so lessons. So Joe, no, seriously, serious question. What kind of dance did you learn? Um, well, we live on the West Coast, man. So I figured I needed to learn something that represented sort of where I'm from in the world, which is the West Coast, North America. Uh, I learned how to crip walk. <laughs> so I so learned... So like, that's like the Snoop Dogg style of dance. Well, it, it originated like in the 60s and the 70s. And is it, this how gang members dance? No, man. No, it's, it's not gang specific. I mean, I'm sure there's gangsters that, learned, that waltzed, but it's just, it, it is, it's, it's like a urban like dance. And it, that is very specific to the West Coast. Cripwalk. Look up Cripwalk, by Look the way. Look up Cripwalk. what it is. I didn't know what it was. I looked it up. If, if you're a fan of hip-hop, you'll notice Just some type that- in uh, Dub C Cripwalk, and again, Dub C um, from, like, again, so like here's West the Coast Connection. Anyway, do something you're do passionate something. about, because Joe's clearly not that athletic, so he's found clearly. everything else but playing sports. Yeah. I love sports. But I'm again, super hey, competitive. Hey, I clearly, would, hey, clearly masculine, so, okay. beautiful physique. I've heard frame. tale about this oh, whole man. volleyball. The volleyball. Number one, I was on the the inaugural dodgeball team. Yeah. I was there. I was there. We had a losing record when Joe We was had a team. losing record. Yeah. I, I placed the blame solely on the shoulders of my teammate. Like, I realized there's no I in team. There sure as hell also wasn't a we. So my whole te- the whole team sucked. But I, I yeah, yeah, I know. So so here's the thing, Matt. I've heard tale about you on the uh, on the dodgeball court. What'd you hear? I I just I heard some shit. What'd you hear? I heard that uh, you guys aren't going to be winning the sportsmanship award this year. What are you talking That's, about? I'm just saying what I heard, man. I just I hear stuff. I hear stuff. Listen. I don't play for participation ribbons, okay? So, you know, Joe loves like, hey, just try your best. No, I didn't blah, blah, say that. Take the ribbon home. It's fine. My kids are not allowed to keep a participation ribbon. Your okay? kids also you are, okay. Listen, let me finish my point. point. Let me finish my point. My kids are not allowed to bring home participation ribbons. If you didn't get first, second, or third, you don't get to keep the trophy. And that's okay. You need to learn how to lose. I can lose like the best of them. Do I like losing? Of course not. I'm a competitor. If we play, I'm playing to win the game. Oh, for sure. You, you play for blood, man. And I get it. I'm I, passionate. I, I respect I'm intense. That. I respect that. I'm a guy you want but to go I, to battle I th- with. I think your level of intensity has been recognized and is now, I don't know if the word is infamous or legendary on the dodgeball court. Well, let me tell you, in the A-League that we're playing in right now, that intensity is needed. We got our first loss last night after 39 wins in a row. Man, we had a tough loss last night. We came back. It was 11-7 at one point. We brought it back to 11-10. Final uh, outcome wasn't what we wanted. But let me tell you, Joe, I need to bring that intensity. Oh, I'm sure you do. It drives us. And and by the way, that intensity won us two championships in a row. I think I contributed to that. (laughs) 
I contributed. I played a role. Okay, so this is competitive dodgeball. Listen, if you're Fucking somebody looking for a participation ribbon, don't play against Jason Smart. No. I'll just tell you that right now. And Jason, if you want to, if anybody listening wants to learn how to duck, dip, dive, dodge, and duck, isn't that how it goes? This guy will help you out. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. But as we sign off, we wrap this this uh, this podcast up. Can you just do one thing for me? What's that? Can you give me the signature line? Which one is that? I've got a couple. You've got one. Oh, you know my line? Come on. My line? Give me that one that just sends shivers is that, one one? that Is this the one Come that on. I give you in the morning when I'm like, let's fucking go? <laughs> is that the one? Oh my God. Fucking rhetoric. Is I that love the it. one? I love it. Listen, I love it. Are you I back in the gym? Are you back in the gym? My, my freaking. Did he go to the gym hey, this week? What happened? He The trainer called in sick. The trainer called the trainer in sick? called in sick. Okay. Okay. No. Am I right or am I wrong? And by the way, Jen, I got a beef with you. I, sorry, I got to start a beef with your wife here for a second. You need to stop looking over at Joe with that sweet little smile of yours and be like, oh, babe, just stay in bed with me, okay? This guy needs to get his ass in the gym at least three to four times a week. He made a commitment to me, okay, and the guy's been backing look, out of that no, commitment. No. He had two good weeks, read and it. then the last two weeks... One thirty a.m., read it. Hey, Joe, One thirty a.m. my son picked... Okay. Okay, so I had a you could have got a workout in. in. You could have got a workout Couldn't. in. But you what did close. you do? You looked over at beautiful See? Jen over there. She gave you the smile. Oh, honey, just stay in bed with me. I'm telling you, your wife can be the best thing in your life, but she can also turn you into a freaking out of shape beta male, which is exactly where you're at right now, Joe. And you need to get your ass back in the gym. Okay, all right. Anyways, guys, I hope you guys had all some right. fun. Enjoy getting laid once a week, Jason. This is why. <laughs> this is why you're now sleeping in the office. And I get dinner. Listen. This I, is why I got to pick your ass up because this rhetoric. That's why I pick your ass up at the airport over shit like this. I'll tell you one thing, though. My wife, she doesn't give me that look and, and be like, oh, babe, just stay in bed. She's like, get your ass in the gym. Because <laughs> you know my up. wife, she's, she's pretty hardcore. She's, she's hardcore. She's pretty, uh, she's in good shape. But listen, guys, counterbalance, super important. Make sure that you guys schedule everything in your life, especially Monday to Friday. Block in. If you're in production, you should have a minimum of two hours of prospecting in your calendar. I love the 8.30 to 10.30, 8.30 to 11 time slot. Build it in. Do it earlier in the day while you have the highest level of willpower. And make sure you prioritize your relationships, prioritize your health, do the things that you enjoy. And if you have that counterbalance when you're doing one thing, just do that one thing. Turn off all your distractions and just go all in. You'll be happier, more successful, and you'll have longevity in the game, guys. Hope this was valuable. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We, I hope you guys have as much fun listening as we do like making this podcast. Joe, thanks for coming in on your week off. Really appreciate it. Oh, man, wouldn't miss it, brother. And stay tuned for the next episode. Let's fucking Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs>